Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we are joined by Roots Rock Rocker forest eagle speaker of the north sound as we dive into the north sounds latest single wild rose country not just this latest single but also the sophomore album that this single comes from an album that garnered the group a 2021 saskatchewan music award and a nomination at the summer solstice indigenous music awards as well 2020s as the stars explode there's a lot of emotions feelings growth that grow into this album and we're going to be discussing that here today as through the process of crafting recording and releasing this album Forrest himself was going through some pretty big life changes as he was going through recovery from alcohol addiction. So we're going to talk about what it was like to document this process while sort of giving a musical therapy aspect to everything as well. We're going to dive into the incredible music video for this latest track, Wild Rose Country. We're going to dive into what it's like to finally return to the live stage all of this and oh so much more here on today's episode of the DTP. And it's all brought to you by DesertTigerMerch.com where you go to copy yourself something to represent and support the show. And now that you know who it's brought to you by and now that you know who our guest is, it's about time that Forrest himself tells you about the Wild Rose Country. So let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Hello, Ambush. We are here with a forest eagle speaker of country music, bluegrass duo, The North Sound. How is it going today, Forrest? I'm doing okay, man. How are you doing? Having a lovely day, a lovely day. And it's always good when you get to A, talk to somebody from Saskatchewan because that's where I'm from, and B, Get to talk right. to an award-winning musician who is doing some big things in their own right, making some big sound. <laughs> I, I appreciate that very much. Yeah, that's the that's the benefit of winning an award is that uh, it kind of gives you some some clout, and people all of a sudden think you're important. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, a little bit of credibility. Oh, oh, now now they've done something. Okay, got it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the smoke and mirrors, you know? Well, I would have enjoyed having you on the show today regardless because, like I say, you guys make incredible music and we're here today to dive behind some of it. So before we get into your latest single, I'd like to dive a little bit, give a little bit of a foundation into the album that it comes from. Your guys' sophomore album there with... Um, as the stars explode, so sorry about that, <laughs> notes. Um, so with As the Stars Explode, the first taste of the album actually came in 2018 with Between the Ditches, but the album itself was released in 2020. So what was the process like of crafting and putting this album together? Did it actually, like, how long did it actually take? Was it all done in one studio? What was the, uh, the process behind this album? 
Yeah, so Between the Ditches had come out, yeah, like you said, in, in 2018. And when we when we started doing Between the Ditches, we had no idea that it was going to lead to an album. That was the hope and that was the goal. Um, but at that point, it was it was just one song, you know. Um, the producer who who I who I worked on the record with Jesse Wyman, um, we got acquainted through my father-in-law. My father-in-law was really, um, I guess he just had a he had a hunch, you know, he had a gut feeling that it would that it would work. Um, and so he was pretty hell bent on connecting us together. And um, so it started with one song, right? Because we didn't really know each other. We'd never met in the past, and um, we just wanted to see see how it all went and it became apparent really really quickly that we uh that that we had something special working together you know so um we did between the ditches and you know i was i had i was already working on some new i was already working on some new music but between the ditches was kind of like that was the first time that i wrote a song and put something out that i a hundred percent um wanted to want like the sound and like the words and and then everything the production and everything it was without outside influence it really was just like well this is what my soul sounds like this is what when i when i hear music in my head that isn't another song this is this is what it sounds like and um it was a really it was a really great feeling to be able to do that and that sort of set the that sort of set the tone for everything that i wrote after that and you know, I talk about it where I it, somewhere in between recording and releasing between the ditches um, to releasing it. I uh, I entered into recovery because I struggled with with alcohol addiction and drug addiction. And um, so somewhere in there, I entered into recovery. And so that sort of started to set the stage for the album. And it it became. I think the whole thing about it is the whole record just comes from a really honest place. Um, it all just comes from a place that is really within coming out. And, um, you know, yeah, it's sort of, it was all done at one studio. It was all done with, at Nolita studios, um, with, with Jesse Wyman. I mean, we, we, we actually outsourced some, some, uh, the drums came from a studio in Calgary actually. So it wasn't all done in one studio. It was done a couple different studios but i wasn't there for all of it so i was only in one studio though um and yeah and then i guess it sort of it all just sort of came together it started off as an ep actually so it started off as only five songs and then it, you know as as it is for an independent musician sometimes you gotta wait for you gotta you gotta wait for funding or you gotta sort of figure it out as you go because music is expensive and it doesn't pay very well so you gotta you gotta figure out sometimes just on, on the fly and uh that's what ended up happening the the five track ep turned into a what is it 10 into a 10 track album kind of at the kind of just at the you know just the drop of a dime and um yeah, there, there's so much that I could say about the record. I don't, I don't really know. I feel like I'm just kind of rambling at this point. But uh, we're happy that it's out, and um, it's been going really strong for for a solid year now. And um, it's it was it exceeded any expectation that I had.
Absolutely. It's um, got quite a few things done. And as you said, it continued to evolve as you uh, evolved there, as you say, going through your own recovery, this sort of evolved. So it's almost like this album was almost some form of music therapy for you in a way as well then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Music has always been therapy for me. Um, it really is. Uh, music has been the only constant, I think, in, in my life and the most reliable thing. You know, um, Steve Rowe writes a song about called My Old Friend the Blues. Um, that's kind of that's kind of the way that music has been for me. Um, it's kind of been, you know, the old reliable, you know, that's kind of what music's always been. And so, yeah, this record, it 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 sort of just happened organically where a handful of the songs were written in my addiction at those last days of my addiction, where it was the worst, where what I sort of, what I, what I consider to be my rock bottom. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of songs that are written in there. Um, and there's a couple of songs that were written just right before that, you know, so there's definitely a handful of songs that are written in my addiction. And then there's a couple of songs that are written in those early, those early days of recovery when everything is uncomfortable, you know, like, um, like the world is strange and the world is scary because, you know, the thing about alcoholism is that, um, my, my, the alcohol isn't my problem. You know, alcohol is my solution. Life's my problem, you know? So take away the alcohol. I still got to deal with life. And so everything was uncomfortable. Um, and so some of the songs are written in that, in that sort of space. Um, and then the first song that I ever actually wrote in sobriety called better days uh, is also on this record. And that's a big, that was a big deal for me because, you know, I had never practiced, performed or written music sober in my life. I was always, I was always on something, you know, because that's kind of, that's what my heroes did. You know, are you even, are, are you even, are you even a rock star if you're not addicted to something? <laughs> you know, that was the thought process, you know, growing up, idolizing people like Steve Earle and, and, and Keith Richards, you know, how could I, how could I not have a cigarette hanging out my mouth and a bottle of beer there? You know what I mean? Like, so getting over that was actually very difficult. Um, but yeah, it, it sort of is this, it's this sort of organic timeline of that, of, of rock bottom, the, the pits of hell. to sort of coming out to the other side with a little bit of hope. Wow. Okay. So a lot of emotions of giant range there, because I myself have actually also gone through the recovery of alcoholism and addiction there too. And it's exactly as you say, is the world becomes strange because alcohol is celebrated inside of our culture, not just in our heroes, as you say, with like Steve Earle, Keith Richards. And I was definitely one of those people, too. I was a punk rocker. And you look at uh, you look at any of the punk rock bands throughout time and almost all of them have like a big bottle of whiskey or something. And like they're going hard and like every time you go out, like usually somebody's drinking and like normally the smell of something wouldn't hit you a certain way. But then like, as you say, the alcohol wasn't your problem. It's life is your problem. And then when you take away one solution, you have to work through 
what are my new solutions? What are my new ways of solving problems? What are my like it's it's a lot more than just I'm going to stop. It's an it's changing your lifestyle, right? Yeah, absolutely. And just removing the alcohol is not is not a solution because then you're just left with a giant hole. Mm -hmm. You know, so you got to find other things to fill that hole with. And um, yeah, music was definitely one of those things, but it wasn't all of it. I needed other things. You know, I needed other tools. Mm -hmm. For sure. As one needs, there's devices, there's ways to do so. And they say that you should connect with those. And there's different like groups and they have ways and things to do so but like even with yourself you say music is a beautiful way and i know that you also became a father over the production of this album as well and i can only imagine that that has helped in this decision inside of this process too you know it has becoming a father was actually the thing that put the bug in my ear about maybe i have a problem you know it started making me look at the life that I was living and question whether or not it was something I wanted to continue. Um, it made me question whether or not it, the life that I was living was something that I wanted to have my children be a part of. Um, which was very interesting because that's, that's the environment I grew up. Alcoholics, um, and, and, and drug addicts, um, you know, that, that was the household I grew up in and I didn't, you know, and then when I was forced to look at that, the answer was no, like, I don't, I don't want my children to grow up the same way that I, you know? Um, and so I wish that it was as simple as, you know, Nevada, my partner gets pregnant and all of a sudden I just switch and I'm this different person. It, it, it wasn't like that, you know, it, it, it took a lot of time from there, you know, like it was probably from when my partner in Nevada told me that she was pregnant with our first daughter, Aspen. It wasn't another it wasn't for another two years until I until I finally got clean. Um, it took me some time, you know, because I like I said, I was really caught up in my addiction. And so the first the first probably year and a half of my oldest daughter, Aspen's life, I was still using. Um, which, you know, I've made my amends to her. Um, it's kind of strange making amends to a two-year-old, but Hey, you know, you got, you got to do that. And, um, she doesn't remember any of that. And luckily though, um, our second daughter, a bunny, she's never known me to be any other way. She's only 10 months, but you know, one day at a time, hopefully she'll never have to see me be that way. And the, ma the main thing about it, though, that I discovered about being a father and, and being an addict is that my children and my family in general, you know, everyone that I love, um, they can encourage me and they can be motivators, but I can't I can't do it for them. You know, I I have to do it for me because that's the only way that it's going to work. Mm -hmm. Um as much as I love my children, right? I'm not, I'm not sober for them. I'm sober for me. They just, just one of the gifts is that they get to experience the benefits of that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's, as they say, you can lead a horse to water, but the horse won't drink unless the horse chooses to drink, right? Like, 
So it's you, uh, it's you need, you have to want the need to change in order for that change to take place. So I'm glad that you found the strength within yourself to not only make that decision, but to work your way through there to get to releasing this, that incredible album in 2020. And then this latest single as well, which we should probably dive into at some point here. So um, there was a little, there was a little bit of time in between the last couple of singles, which released at the tail end of 2020, the album as the stars explode also in 2020, but now the latest single, which comes off of the album, it comes out eight months into 2021. So what was the decision to release this single after this amount of time here? And then take us a little bit behind the track itself and what exactly does it mean to you, Forrest? Um, yeah, so really the decision to put it out, it wasn't... Uh, Wild Girls Country was not an original single idea. Um, it wasn't a song that we really even considered to be anything other than like, uh, like a, uh, you know, a little, a little golden nugget or an Easter egg on the, on, on the record, you know? Um, but one of the blessings that this record had sort of brought our way was we started working, um, very closely with some folks down in Nashville, um, named, uh, Crystal Shawanda and um and d wayne strobel um d wayne d wayne is crystal's husband and you know they they sort of started working with us at first in like a mentorship capacity until eventually leading us to leading them to signing us to their record new sun music um so the idea for wild rose to be a single um was actually d wayne and crystal's idea and they sort of came in at an interesting time because when I met D Wayne and Crystal, the record was already done. You know, the record was already done. Um, and we were already planning the, you know, we were already planning the release and everything. And, you know, they were really working with us just in a, in a mentorship capacity. I would just have questions and I would call Crystal and we would talk and, you know, she would, she would, uh, bestow her wisdom and guidance on me which um she has amazing things to share about the industry and the way things work and um you know they so we released the record and after the record sort of came out then the com or after we started promoting the record sorry then the conversation started about you know whether or not you know we wanted to solidify our working relationship and so, like I said, they came in at an interesting time because usually what happens is the out this the label is they're spearheading everything, right? They're like, this is the way we promote it. This is the way we, you know, where they set everything up. I had already done all of that. You know, the publicist was in place, the radio trackers were in place, everything was in place. And the label just sort of came in afterwards to be like, you know we're going to help guide this one along in any way we can. And then we'll really start on the next one. You know, that was sort of the agreement. Um, and so, you know, after, you know, we had chosen our singles and everything we were, we were talking and, and D Wayne was just like, you know, I feel like, and, uh, he said, I feel like there's, um, 
I feel like this song is a missed opportunity right now. You know, he's like, I've showed it to some people around in our circles and Wild Rose is a hit. You know, that's what he said. And um, so we decided we were like, well, you know what? Like, it was sort of like this is the first sort of decision that the label is kind of making. Um, but the nature of our working relationship is very mutual um, with there is no power dynamic. So we're able to say no to thing but the way i was looking at it was you know what this is their first sort of thing that they're putting forward for us to really do so let's do it let's 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 fit let's figure out a way to do it and so you know eight months later this single comes out and um i don't know so far so far it's been it's been really well received i uh like I said, it was not an original song that I had chosen as singles, but that's kind of the benefit of, of collaborating and working with other people is, you know, they will have ideas that you don't and being and sometimes trusting them to trusting their word and going with the real you know, sort of going with the flow ends up being the best decision. Mm -hmm. For sure. Absolutely. All right. So. They decide that Wild Rose Country is a hit. They want it out into the world. So what was the exact energy that went behind this song that they felt so powerfully about that they felt was a missed opportunity? Um, I mean, I'm not a, like I ha like I personally think that the song has, you know, sort of a southern sort of a southern rock drive to it. You know, there was. This this song was sort of my interpretation of a Blackberry Smoke song. You know, that's that's kind of what it what it was, you know. And I think that's sort of the what drew Crystal and D Wayne to it was that sort of that sort of southern drive and sort of that really gritty guitar tone and and the big harmonies. You know, that was that was the thing the 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 harmonies and the guitar. Those were really the things that that drew them in, and so. You know, uh, I guess after that, it was just immediately it was like, well, I got to I got to get on the phone. I got to I got I got I got calls to make, you know, I got I got to. So I called I called um, our videographer, uh, Matt Smith, who did our um, he, he did all of our promo photos and he did our As the Stars Explode sort of promo video and our heavy heart music video as well. Um, and we sort of came up with a concept for a video right away and we just get, and then, you know, we got the ball rolling on it really, really quick. And, um, yeah, then, then called up my, uh, my, my friend and publicist Susan and just sort of made a plan, got it all together. And, you know, here we are. I think the song has been out for about a month at this point. Awesome. All right. So you mentioned the music video. Was that shot there in Saskatoon? Yeah, it was. Yeah. At a couple of different locations. Um, basically what I told, it, it's kind of funny to look at the video and how it came out because um, basically all I told Matt was I want, I want three outfit changes, three outfit changes and circles. That's, <laughs> that's what I, that's what I want. I don't know. I don't know what else. And um, I guess that's sort of, that's well, one, that's why I'm not a videographer. Um, but two, that's what makes working with Matt so great is that I can, he, he allows me like, 
knowing that he has the skill set that he has and the talent that he has, um, I can be as, uh, I don't even know what the word is. I can give very simple ideas like that. And he turns them into, you know, well, in, into the Wild Rose music video, which is so much more than outfit changes and circles, you know? <laughs> um, and um, yeah, the whole, the whole idea was basically just to, to have something that created a, a, an essence of a live performance, but had a little bit, um, had a little something else to it. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't just a performance video, but it also wasn't like a narrative video. It was sort of, sort of a combination of the two. Um, and so that really was just the, that was, that was sort of the main thing, just something really simple, something pretty. We wanted different locations in Saskatoon area. And uh, yeah, I really didn't want to overthink it. Mm-hmm. No, it's sometimes simple can be uh, very nice. It can capture a good energy and it captured a very lovely energy of you in Nevada sitting there getting encircled and uh, just very lovely scenery as well. I love the energy that the video adds to the song. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Awesome. Of course. We're trying not to give away too much into the future, but you mentioned that you're working with a new label. They helped with putting out this single and otherwise. So does this mean with some time in between? That means that maybe there was some time for some songwriting and otherwise. Does this mean there's already that next album in the works? What does the uh, rest of 2021 hold here for the North Sound? Oh, yeah. Um so kind of one of the nice things about uh, the pandemic and us being quarantined was, you know, like everybody else in the music industry, I had to adapt. You know, I had to I had to figure out, you know, what do I do? What do I do now? You know, so um, something that I had wanted to do for a long time was to get proficient enough with, you know, with with um, with logic to a point where I was able to write and compose and create entire songs, you know, like be able to, cause I mean, I, I've, I, I am, you know, a bit of a multi-instrumentalist. I use that term very loosely, but I, I, uh, I can, I can work my way around, you know, instruments and get what I want out of them. And so I sort of locked myself in the basement for a lot of, a lot of time during COVID and figured out how do I, how do I get listenable demos of entire band recordings? Um, and so after demoing and writing about four albums worth of music, um, I started writing the album, the, the, the next album. And um, so we're currently in the process of, of, of working on the new album. Um, I don't know when it's going to come out yet. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't really know anything about it because I'm very much in like the in the in like the in the the making of it, you know, the creation of it. Um, so I don't know any details about it, but there is a new album that's in the works. All right. Awesome. Awesome. New music on the way. The 
other album still has a life getting some live Sean on it and hopefully getting played in front of some live fans soon as well with things opening up so with the potential of getting to play some of these tracks in front of like an actual crowd what is the anticipation like for that moment well we had so we had our our first show um in like a in like a year and a half with in front of a live audience um a couple of weeks ago and it, it was really cool because it was just me nevada and my father-in-law playing lap steel with us um and it was it was really it was really great to do that because well one was that i was afraid that i forgot how to talk to people um but i didn't it went it all went good and it was it was kind of this interesting thing because the nature of the album is recovery you know that that's sort of what it is is that journey of recovery um and I'm a storyteller. I tell, I, I, I love telling stories on stage. It's one of the, you know, the message, the music is kind of the vehicle for the message, you know? Um, and so it was kind of interesting because, because of what I was singing about, what I was talking about in the festival that we were playing, um, kind of has a reputation of being, uh, uh, of, people go to this festival specifically to just get, to just get fucked up in the woods. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's what, that's what the whole festival is about. And so I'm on stage singing these songs about recovery and telling stories about my, you know, there's kind of that, okay, like I'm not going to change what I do for, to cater to an audience, but we'll see how this goes. And it was great. They were so receptive to what we were doing. They, love the stories and you know i swear sometimes it was quite so quiet you hear a pin drop you know um which is a which is a really which is a really nice way for us to come back out into the world and perform um and so yeah we have we have two shows that we're going to be playing sort of as our as the stars explode tour we never got to tour it and at this point it kind of feels a little redundant to try and book the whole tour where I'm sort of chopping it up to, you know, well, the band never toured Big Pink. That's sort of how I'm how I'm chopping it up to. So we're going to go. We're playing a show in Saskatoon on September 30th. And then we're playing a show in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan on October 2nd. And then we're kind of going to close the chapter on this album. Hey, awesome. Awesome. So a little bit of a mini tour there. So anyone in Saskatchewan, if you want to get this, as the stars explode live experience those are your chances make sure to get out for the dates hit them up on social media to find out the venues and all of the other details you know what's good yeah all right so now that we have talked about this evolution through this time i have one last question for you forrest are you ready for it yeah i'm ready all right so we've talked about that you've gone through quite the progression as a human being through this time, through the crafting of this album as otherwise. So I'm extremely excited to ask this question. So over the last three years of crafting this album, releasing it, finally getting to Wild Rose Country, releasing it as a single, getting signed, having children, all of the things that have happened inside of your life, 
How has this time helped you grow as a person outside of the things that we've already discussed? Or what has it taught you about yourself? Um, I think the main thing that it's taught me about myself is I can't, I, I, I can't let my mind wander off to anything, to anything ahead or behind of where I am right now. You know, I need to stay, I need to stay in the present. You know, uh, the mantra of one day at a time really has ingrained itself in me because, you know, there's nothing but, there's nothing but guilt and shame in the past and nothing but fear in the future, you know? So if I stay here and I keep myself grounded and rooted in today and live in the moment at hand, you know, I'm, I'm much happier because I can handle this, you know, right here, right now I can handle this. Um, and that's sort of just been the way that I've been reconditioning and training myself to be is, is to do that because, you know, I'm able to respond to life as opposed to react to it much easier. You know, I'm able to, um, I'm able to, to find gratitude and joy within each each moment. Um, and in the not so great moments, I'm able to handle them without, you know, without running to a bottle or whether, you know what I mean? Like without running for my Baba, <laughs> you know, I'm able to, I'm able to just, you know, be more accepting of, of the way that life is. And, um, that is something that I have, I really don't think a lot, I don't think enough people in the world. And I'm only saying this as someone who has recently come into this understanding, not enough people in the world value the moment that we're in, you know, not enough people value the present moment. Um, and I just, my hope is that I, uh, I don't know. I don't really think I have any hopes for that. That's just how, that's just how it works for me. You know, that's just how it works for me. And I just all around, I feel like a much better version of myself than I ever thought that I would be. But I definitely feel like I'm stepping into the person that, you know, that my grandmother thought me to be. Wow. Powerful. Very powerful. And I think it's your hope is, is that you can just continue to make the most of each day is what it sounds like. Well, that's, you know. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I try not to think about it as a hope because I don't want to leave it open ended. You know, it's less of a less of a hope and more of a this is just what I do. I like that. I like this lesson. I like this perspective and I have loved this conversation. So thank you so much, Forrest, for joining us here on the Desert Tiger podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. It was great. Oh, Ambush, I want to thank you for tuning on into this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast with our guest, Forrest of the North Sound, as we dove behind this healing time, this latest single, Wild Rose Country, and the sophomore album that it comes from, As the Stars Explode. And you can find this album in its entirety on your favorite music streaming service. You can find this music video over on the North Sound's YouTube. And you can also go ahead and follow the North Sound on social media as well to stay up to date with what's going on 
with the group. You can find all of those links down in the description for the show. Yes. And with that, we have to go ahead and thank Susan Moss for hooking this interview up. We need to thank German from your podcast editor for making everything sound so good. And we need to thank you, The Ambush, one last time for tuning on into this episode. If you have yet to join up with The Am, what are you doing? It's as easy as hitting the subscribe button on your favorite podcast listening app or service, the one you're listening on right now, probably. You can also help the show grow by sharing this episode, by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, or by heading on over to the DesertTigerMerch.com web store to see if anything catches your eye and the best part is looking's free from there well if you find something you like you go ahead and you represent and you support the show everywhere you go and with that it's about time we say our bye-byes but not before i tell you to go out and find your roar and then let it out into the world and let them know just how powerful, wondrous, and beautiful you and your roar are because you are all three of these things. And until next time, Viam. The Desert Tiger Podcast.